Visible is a wireless carrier that is not invisible. It is pretty clear from the name, actually, radio waves are invisible. And I can say this with authority as a licensed amateur radio operator. That being said, Visible won't be giving you the power to see light outside the visible spectrum. It's actually way better because having that ability would make getting around very difficult and distracting. What you do get with Visible is unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. You get one line of wireless, just $25 a month, which is great in these times of economic uncertainty. That is one line for $25, taxes and fees included. So whatever you're doing at this moment, please stop. Switch immediately. Now, monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Wir gerne sehen in was ist los. It's dein Freundo Seth. I'm learning German. Yeah, in case you didn't know what that was. That is me trying to impress you with the little German that I know. Right now, I am actually learning German. I took it in high school. I goofed off the entire time. I did some other language learning apps. They taught me things like where the taxi stand is and how to find a bus, um, but not a lot of conversational uh German. Thankfully, that's what Babbel is all about. Babbel teaches you language conversationally, which let's face it, that is what you want to know anyway. I don't know. When I was in school, you learned like how to count. You learned like the colors. You learned the shapes. Those are all important things, but they don't help you when you're in uh, like Cologne, Germany with Ein Nierenstein, which by the way is German for kidney stone, uh, an experience I can unfortunately speak personally to. But I've been using Babbel to learn to speak German again, uh, better than I have before. I actually really like it because it is conversational. It's a little bit more relaxed. One of the things that it does that I really like is it'll sometimes show you what the literal English translation is. And I don't know why, but I find that very helpful in sort of understanding the structure, the grammar of a language and sort of putting myself into that mind space. Since I'm only in Germany for Gamescom, which is like a week, week and a half, I'm not immersed in the German language. I'm not immersed in German culture. So what I do is the second best thing. I'm taking Babbel. Hopefully this year when I go to Germany, I'll be able to impress all the Germans with how much German I know from learning through Babbel. The app has pronunciation recognition, so you'll be able to learn how to speak better with your accent, how to actually properly pronounce the words. That way you won't get made fun of by a, a group of older German men because you said Apfelstrudel and not Apfelstrudel. Um, no, it's really cool. Uh, I'm going to say right now there is a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now you can get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners because you guys are the best ones, by the way, at babbel.com slash realm. Get 60% off at babbel.com slash realm. That is spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash realm. Rules and restrictions may apply. What is up, Super Nintendos? Welcome to episode 675 of Nintendo Voice Chat. I'm your host, Seth Macy, except I'm not Seth Macy. You got me. It's actually Reb Valentine. Seth is out at Gamescom right now, and I'm taking over for him with some fabulous friends. I'm joined today here in the studio in San Francisco by Kat Bailey. Hello. Travis Northup. Hello. 
and far, far away somewhere, Brendan Graber. Hi. Hello. I'm like a couple miles away. It's fine. <laughs> we should have gotten you in here. Yeah. There's a fire nearby, so maybe not. Oh, God. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, maybe not. Uh, I'm glad you're okay and not on fire. I'm glad you're here. Yay. Uh, we've got so much to talk about uh, today, and we are going to start off with uh, maybe probably the biggest Nintendo news of the week, and maybe a little sad news. Uh, Charles Martinet uh, announced uh, with Nintendo on Monday uh, that he is no longer going to voice Mario and his friends, uh, starting with Super Mario Brothers Wonder. Uh, we have a statement from Nintendo know about it a very sweet statement uh you know charles martinet has been voicing him as far back as super mario 64 and he's moving into a new role that they are calling mario ambassador not sure what that means uh but you know they they sent him off with this lovely message and a thank you they're going to do a video later with charles martinet and shigeru miyamoto to sort of say goodbye uh but yeah how, how what this is sad it's <laughs> kind of a bummer very chris pratt's the new mario no yes. oh. put him in everything no the go-to response. Someone pointed out that the last voice for Mario, or the voice he did in the Mario, Mario was the movie, movie, was as Mario's dad, yes. saying, yeah. those are my boys. I was about to <gasps> say like, that. Right. It was a cameo where well, he wasn't playing Mario. Yeah, that was his last performance. But he's like passing the torch in a way in that scene. I'm just like, oh, yeah. I'm tearing up hard. a little bit. Don't do this. <laughs> retiring? Did he get too expensive? Like, what happened? I, th I mean, look, I've seen a lot of, like, People are getting a little conspiracy theory-ish theory yeah, with this. Yeah. The dude's what, like 60-something? 60, 60? Yeah. I think I, someone said he's 67. I'm going to have to fact check that later. Uh, but he's like in his 60s. Like he's, he's retirement age, people. Like, he said last year, though, he's like, oh, I want to voice Mario until I die. And I don't know what happened oh, between really? then and now. So you know like, what this reminds me of? Deep cut. The Minnesota Vikings used to have this guy. <laughs> uh, he was like a janitor or something. But he would put on the Vikings outfit and he became their de facto mascot. And he would ride around on a motorcycle. He was kind of a crazy person. It was fun, right? Yeah. And then he demanded too much money and the Vikings basically fired him. And he made social media videos about like how sad he was. And then he made the, committed the ultimate sin. He made a video saying, go Packers. <gasps> And it was over. Wow. So, so what do you, do you, so think, do you saying, think Charles Martinet is going to make a video saying, go Sega? <laughs> like, <laughs> go Sega. Sonic, Sega friendship ended with Mario. Sonic is my new best friend, basically, <laughs> is what maybe that would be the equivalent situation. But no, uh, I think that uh, it, it is sad because, of course, Charles Martinet defined the role uh, of Mario in so many ways. When you think of Mario, you think of the voice. Yeah. And, Wahoo! Wahoo! <laughs> and it's hard to give a character personality when they don't really have spoken lines in most yeah. things. Um, they're just making exclamations and such. So it does feel like an end of an era for Nintendo in so many ways. Yeah. He's, uh, well, he he's going to all the early Mario stuff, like uh, back in like the eight, like the Super Mario cartoon show, the old like yeah. Mario movie. Like it was always like a really gruff, like, stereotypical Italian plumber voice is like, oh, it's me, Mario. And like, <laughs> Charles Martinet just took that one like, no, I want to make something that's lighthearted, family, like little kids, like, hey, what's up, kids? Like, and it totally stuck and it worked. And it was complete opposite of what we had heard, like with early Nintendo stuff before that. And that's going to be hard to kind of like, see the next step. Like, is it, are they going to keep trying to have that? Like, I'm all like family friendly, upbeat Mario, or are they going to have like a, you know, a gruffer Mario or just try and have like a, a look alike or 
sound alike, I guess, in this case. I don't know. Yeah. So there were a lot of people who sort of picked up on the change early online because we had the trailer for Mario Wonder. And I think maybe like one other game, people were sort of noticing, hey, this doesn't, this sounds like a little bit off, but it did still sound like it was recognizable as Mario. Um, My sort of galaxy brain theory is that this was just sort of, it was useful timing for everyone involved. Like, like Martin is getting older. Voice acting is work. Voice acting is like very challenging, strenuous work. I mean, even if he is just doing the same exclamations kind of over and over and they I assume they reuse recordings on a regular basis. Like, like it's still quite a bit of labor for, for an older guy. And so sort of him being able to sort of gracefully retire around the same time as the Mario movie is happening. And we are, for the first time in a, in a very long time since the, the days of the gruff plumber, uh, being confronted with a Mario that does speak, like, complete sentences. And I don't think they're going to replace him with Chris Pratt, but I do think it's an opportunity to sort of change, not the way Mario fundamentally sounds, because Mario has a very specific vibe to him that I don't think they're going to walk away from, but it, it's sort of a, a door opening to maybe let Mario say a little bit more perhaps and let let the voice of mario sound the same but more do you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. it'd be like a situation a metroid other m situation where we learn about his tortured history uh, maybe <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna have to get the gruff mario for that we're gonna find out that mario was uh, actually traumatized by bowser at a very young age voice of master chief is now mario yeah. That'll be a twist. Well, I'm sure he that they want to lean into Luigi, the success right? of the movies just because, I mean, uh, the, the what was it? Barbie surpassed the Mario movie as the top grossing movie of 2023, yeah, it's, which is quite like, impressive. Yeah, today, right? It's today. Yeah. But the Mario movie was obviously a, a grand slam for Nintendo. Oh, yeah. It was everything they possibly could have hoped. It redefined Mario and the characters of Mario for a whole new generation of kids. Mm-hmm. And they're going to see Chris Pratt's Mario as, as the new Mario right. and maybe a more talkative Mario going forward. So one way or another, I'm sure that they're rethinking how Mario is presented. Yeah. And that unfortunately maybe means that Char- Charles Martinet is now a Mario ambassador. Yeah. Mm. Kind of a transition. Did you ever from see Charles Martinet at the, the E3 expos where they would have yeah. like a giant Mario head and he would be like behind the screens in the camera? So he'd yeah. look at the audience. Like the very first E3 I went to, I remember he's like, Oh, it's Sam Claiborne. I love your mustache. And he's just like, Whoa, <laughs> Mario is talking to Sam. What the hell? What's going on? I knew a so guy. Who, to do that again. Um, I, I knew somebody, Anthony Parisi who used to work from 1UP way back in the day, who would show up at every Nintendo E3 conference wearing full-on Mario getup. <laughs> and my uh, friend Bob Mackey uh, had a picture, front page, I think, of the New York Times of him sitting next to Anthony while wow. he was in the Mario getup. He's like, this is the most famous I've ever been. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, do you do you think that this is going to significantly significantly impact Mario Wonder? significantly impact mario wonder yeah like is it gonna is mario is mario of mario wonder with this new voice like like what what does that look and sound like is do you think it's going to feel less mario for you if it's not martinet mm. it reminds me of when Star Fox 64 3ds came out and i love Star Fox 64 with all of my tiny heart <laughs> and i know those lines by heart i used to quote them all the time and i know their exact inflection and how they're said 
And they got the original voice actors for 3DS to re-record those lines in yeah. higher bitrate because the original version was very low quality. But it sounded wrong because mm. they did slightly different inflections. And now we have somebody new. Who is the new Mario? I don't know. Uh, yeah, we should probably find that out as journalists. Um, we got <laughs> the new Mario. Probably, maybe they'll sound similar to Charles Martinet, but a little bit off. Mm -hmm. And in that respect, it'll take a minute to get used to. Yeah. There would also be a new Luigi, a new Waluigi, and a new Wario because he voices all of them. Yeah. A new yeah. Waluigi. What were we going to do? I don't know. That's the final character really of our era. <laughs> he is the best. But if we get Luigi Mansion 4 with Charlie Day, I will buy that easily. I'll buy <laughs> oh, 20 copies. 100%. Yeah. I will say a, a, but, a random fact that I happen to know is, is sort of about Disney, which, uh, you know, they, they have obviously had multiple Mickey Mouses and multiple like Donald Ducks and Goofies and Minis over the years because Disney's been around for just that mm -hmm. long. And I know that like the, whoever is the current Donald Duck is actively training a successor uh, and they're working like very closely together to emulate that. I know this because it might still be the case, but at one point the voice of Goofy was from Pratt, Kansas. Yay, Kansas. Mm. Um, but, but yeah, so I wonder if it's, this is a situation like that where Martinet has been working very closely with like a Mario apprentice, a baby Mario, if you will. Uh, training. Yeah. That's pretty good. Uh, so may, maybe, maybe it'll be, I could see that for sure. Um, I mean, look, when people on the internet pointed at the wonder trailer and said, that's a different Mario. A lot of us sort of went and go, went, no, mm. why would it be? But it might be just a little bit off. Little People bit notice. Off. It makes yeah. me think about how a whole generation of voice actors are definitely getting up in there and getting up in age. Um, my uh, Rob Paulson, who voiced characters from my childhood, like um, I believe Raphael and things. Yeah. And uh, a character from Rick and Morty and Yakko from Yakko. Animaniacs, among <laughs> others. You know, uh, there's also Tress McNeil. There's the Simpsons cast. And at some point, these these voices that defined our childhood, they get old. And yeah. They have to find somebody to replace them. God help us if some AI, like, takes over instead. Oh. And mm. that, Hollywood executives want that. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. That's why he's retiring. They've got an AI that can do Mario. AI oh, Mario. No. Too bad. They got him. They got him, boys. They got all the samples. <laughs> yeah. They made him sign it's a me, contract without realizing it. <laughs> <laughs> it just um, feels slightly off. I do hope that it feels a little different, though. Am I the only one? Like, Because to me, Mario, you know, he's a great mascot, but he's sort of just an avatar you control most of the time. And mm -hmm. it would, would kind of be nice to see some new Mario stories where maybe he was more of a character and... A Mario RPG, uh, you might say? Mario oh. RPG, maybe a sequel to a beloved Mario RPG after a remake like does a really well. Mario, Paper Mario, Thousand Year Door. For Something like Mario that. made of paper? That yeah. doesn't sound real. <laughs> I'm just thinking of like Final Fantasy 16 dialogue, but with Mario in there. Oh my gosh. Just like, oh man, everything's so terrible and it's up to me, Mario. Save the <laughs> it's kingdom. It's a me, Mario. That was the Mario movie. <laughs> that was, the, it, that it, was yeah. kind of the Mario movie. It was. <laughs> yeah, I am stoked for Mario Wonder though. I feel like we should be seeing that at some point. It's coming out in October. It's coming out very soon. Yeah. Like we've seen one trailer and I still feel like I don't know what that game is. It's a platformer in which Mario in becomes which... an elephant. <laughs> Great. Great. That's all I need to there know. You go. There you go. Maybe that's why we haven't seen it. Yeah. We're like, enough said. 
I mean, yeah. everyone was freaking It'll out about Tears of the Kingdom a couple months before launch because we hadn't seen anything. Oh, no, maybe it's bad. I, oh, maybe it's a DLC. I, these, no. are, these are words that may have come out of my mouth at uh, some point. Oh, cat. Uh, it's okay. Cat. We forgive you. No, thank you. I <laughs> I appreciate your grace on this one. I think I hope Super Mario Wonder is really good because I never really cared for the new Super Mario Brothers games. And this yeah. is a great opportunity to rethink the traditional 2D platformers a little bit, which um, I personally um, am biased because I grew up with those 2D platformers, especially Super Mario Brothers 3. And so I like that style yeah. a lot. And I would like to get back to that feel while also shall we say modernizing it a little bit yeah brendan you gonna play mario wonder i'll probably do that and write the guide more heck yeah heck yeah brendan sweet we appreciate yeah, I think you. one of my first games i, I did written stuff in video stuff was like super mario uh new super mario brothers 2 on the ds wow i think and then i did Mario Bros. U, Mario Brothers Luigi U. So it, I'm really glad to get out of the the new Super Mario style and try something that's trippy and psychedelic. I think it'll still be a very like, you know, straightforward story, like, oh, Mario has to do rescuing something. So like I don't think the voice is gonna matter as much as say like the next Mario Odyssey, where yeah, probably be, you know, a, a lot more chances to have this Mario voice shine. Yeah, I think you're right. Please have good music. <laughs> New Super Mario yes. Brothers has terrible music. Yeah. Does it? I don't really, I guess I don't remember, which is not a good sign. Because there's one where all the Koopas stop and dance <laughs> yeah. every five seconds. Yeah, it's yeah. very, it drones. Huh. I'm stoked for the little, the little, in the trailer, the little trumpet guy, the little flower that's like, woo! <laughs> oh, yeah. I do love the personality. Yeah. Uh, it's got vibes. New Super Mario Brothers, there, there are exceptions, of course. I thought New Super Mario Brothers, you looks pretty good but the new super mario brothers games were a little personality free at times and yeah. so a little milk toast yeah, yeah a little like, milk toast by going, mario standards so we're going a little too much for the classic feel and it yeah. kind of just ended up feeling they did give us nabbit and then they never talked about him again oh yeah oh yeah nab things okay. that was his whole deal do you remember uh bowsette and that whole thing <gasps> yeah and the internet on fire. <laughs> oh and yeah well, you heard us, Nintendo. Super Mario Brothers Wonder. Uh, we're going to need Nabbit, we're going to need Bowsette, and we're going to need you to make the game good for us. Thank you. <laughs> and Charles Martinet, thank you for your service. Oh, the thing sure. this was about. Yes. Yeah. Th yeah. Martinet. Uh, Legend. Hang hanging up the red cap. <laughs> hanging up the red cap. And the cap. mustache. And the mustache. But yeah. Because it's like a cape. Yeah. He's, he's a really joyful person. And seems he's, like he, he seems to bring a lot of joy wherever he goes. And I'm glad that it sounds like he's going to get the opportunity to keep doing that. So, hey, thanks, Charles Martinet. So the other kind of semi-biggish Nintendo news this week uh, is actually one I want to toss to you, Kat, for. Because uh, I think this happened when I was still not in the office. Uh, but apparently Metal Gear Solid 2 and 3 are going to have lower frame rates on Switch. And people aren't thrilled about that. Yeah, so the Metal Gear Solid Master Collection Volume 1 is coming to Nintendo Switch. It is based on the Metal Gear Solid HD collection that came out about 10 years ago oh, at this point yeah. mm -hmm. on the Xbox 360, PS3, Play PlayStation Vita. Mm -hmm. Wow. Uh, once upon a time. And it uh, it will have a host of bonus content, which is cool, including the OG Metal Gear 1 and Metal Gear 2 for 8-bit. I love it. Love that. However, 
the original games targeted 60 fps mm-hmm. and it's going to be lower than that yeah on but just switch. on the switch just on the switch we don't i'm not sure that we actually know how it's going to be on the ps5 and the uh the xbox but on the nintendo switch that is legitimately disappointing because even the hd collection was on platforms that frankly the nintendo switch should be able to match Mm. and uh konami has a relatively good track record with their um with their actual retro collections they've handed a lot of them off to for example m2 who are very well known Mm. for their remasters and some of them have been great like the castlevania collection is yeah first rate and so i had high hopes for this collection especially on switch i was like i'm going to get this on nintendo switch and now i'm like i i don't know like as much as i want to be able to play metal gear solid 3 or metal gear solid 2 or even the original mgs on the go all great amazing classic games have you ever played mgs games no no i'm i'm metal gearless rebecca valentine i I don't know. I don't know if you would vibe with this series. But I want to. I want to play one at least. If once. you're going to play one, maybe play. Wait for Metal Gear Solid Delta to come out. Okay. The remake of Metal Gear Solid Three. Yeah, I was thinking about that one. Actually. Which stands alone is really great and has the boss. Yeah. Is one of the greatest women in video game history. She's a boss heck yeah heck yeah so yeah that's the one yeah maybe but like these games deserve the best possible treatment because they're iconic yep they're a pringles icon.com are they <laughs> yeah and all three of them are amazing in their own way people have their own opinions about metal gear solid too but as uh, they They've been hard to play in recent years. Mm-hmm. Um, you can play them on Xbox, I believe, via backward compatibility. Yep. Um, but otherwise, they've been mostly locked to older platforms. Now they're finally on modern platforms. The Switch could run them. This is pre- sort of a straight dump of the HD collection, down to the fact that the preview version had 2020, 2012 yeah. on, their, on the title screens in the preview version. Do it right, guys. Yeah. Come on, get it to 60 FPS on the Switch. You can do it. I'm looking at the official statement from Konami, and it does specifically say all platforms except Switch, 1080p, 60 frames per second target. That's disappointing. I can't recommend it on Switch then. I just can't. My dumb conspiracy theory is that Kojima did something where they just don't know how he did it. (laughs) They're like, how did he he get 60 FPS? We can't port it the way. He did some magic, some eldritch magic. (laughs) There are other things as well. Like in the codex, um, the codex conversations, uh, they changed uh, some of the buttons, uh, obviously, to match them up with the actual games. But I don't think they have new voice recordings. And so there are points where the voiceovers just cut off. Weird. When they're talking about Mm. the new controls and that kind of thing. And forgive me, I don't remember every single codec conversation from metal gear solid but they do why not cat you call yourself a video game expert (laughs) (laughs) name all the lines i think (laughs) i think the original metal gear solid is not just the best original playstation game of all time it's absolutely a top 25 game of all time it's so so good but i it adds a lot of color to that game those codec conversations and so to have misses like that yeah Let's me down. Are I think just, that these games deserve all the love that they can get. Yeah. Are they just like snake? You need to uh, use these items. So 
press the Joy-Con button and... I, it's basically like, Snake, when you, uh, when you receive a call, press the... And then it goes quiet and it shows a little press the minus uh, button. And <laughs> you see his voice. mouth, Colonel Campbell's mouth still moving oh, and everything. Weird. Yeah, maybe this is just because it's unfinished or mm. something like that. That's but, weird. Uh, I, I think that honestly... We'll see how the final product is. The The big one is definitely the 30 FPS. That's that's disappointing. The Switch can do better. Come on. Yeah. I mean, do you think do you think the Switch can do? Like, is this a Switch problem or is this a Konami problem? Who knows? Um, ports, like as we know, are a inexact science. Yeah. We act like it's really easy when often it's not, especially sure. when you're going across a range of hardware. And I mean, the switch is what basically an Android device. So it's not that complicated at the end of the day. And it should theoretically be able to handle um, 360 games, but maybe they just ran into some kind of problem sure. with the memories where it, this is me speculating wildly. They ran into some problem and they only have so much time and so much budget. So they can't get it up to 60 FPS. So they're letting it lie, yeah. which um, as we saw with many other Switch games, the, the port quality can vary wildly. Yep. Some are amazing. Some are not great at all. Yeah. I think you have to put a little love into a port in order to get it to work on Switch, but you can. You can do that. Uh, it just seems like in this specific instance, we're not going to get that. Yeah. Mm. Travis, you a Metal Gear guy? I am. Yeah, I love them. Metal uh, Gear. I, it does sound like a Konami problem to me, although I don't know. I mean, 1080p might be the thing. Like, if you wanted to make it 60 FPS, if that was the problem, you know, lower it to 720. I'm wondering if it's just that they're trying to keep it at parity across all the consoles. So it's 1080p on the Switch in docked mode at mm. 30 frames per second, and then in handheld mode at 720p. So there was a 720. There was an issue about 720p. Uh, with, with some of these games. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, some of these games being in 720p, which was uh, a problem for some people because that's going to just look absolutely terrible on in modern displays. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. But if it's in 1080p, that's not as bad, I don't think. Yeah, it's not as bad. I just, if you if you had to choose between 60 FPS and going down to 720p. Oh, I take frame rate every time. Me too. Yeah, so if I can. It seems like, yeah. you know, if it feels to me like 1080p is the. The, the hold up the hold up and yeah. i would be mm -hmm. like just make it 720 i mean this is coming from a guy who never plays a switch in dock mode i've really? always never uh, really never I've, I've maybe put it on my dock like one i rarely play it in docked mode mostly because i don't want to dig out my pro controller and actually yeah. sit there and play it generally speaking i have good experiences when i play in pro docked mode like tears of the kingdom is the kind of game i like to play in docked mode for yeah, example yeah. but yeah, yeah. brendan metal gear Sometimes uh, I love stealth games and sneaky games and just sneaky games. Kojima's sense of weird humor because those games are full of it. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I, I think at the end of the day, it's unfortunate. I'd still probably play it. <laughs> I'll just be like, man, this could have been better. And I'm sad about that. Play yeah. on a different platform. <laughs> yep. That too. <laughs> if you have the opportunity. Yeah, I would play it elsewhere. Maybe get the PC version. I believe it's going to be on PC. I'm sure it'll have plenty of enhancements uh, from fans. Yeah. I'll yeah. just play Delta. That seems like a good recommendation. It sounds like Delta is going to be a very uh, a faithful remake mm -hmm. of the original game. I'm sure the hardcore fans will find reasons to be upset about Metal Gear Solid Delta. Gamers but have never been upset. No, never. <laughs> 
but famously, famously being upset. Yeah. We'll see. But like, uh, they're using. They're even going so far as to use the original voice recordings mm. to not mess anything up. Speaking That's of good. voice acting, yeah, right. Uh, wow, as a theme in this episode. So mm. we'll see. Like, we haven't had a chance to play Delta, and it will be out in twenty twenty four. So yeah. that's the one, though. Rev, play that one. All right, I'll hang in there. I've been wanting to play. I've been wanting to play a a Kojima. Well, I guess that one is technically his still. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been wanting to play a Kojima game for a long time because I've never played any of his stuff. I tried playing Death Stranding. Mm-hmm. I I couldn't get past the fifty million calls uh, from Die Hard Man. Every yeah. uh, God. I think Metal Gear Solid's way better than Death Stranding. Yep. Apologies to Death Stranding fans. I didn't actually think that game was very good. Um, I think I gave it a three out of five when I reviewed it for U.S. Gamer, R.I.P. But um, (laughs) Metal Gear Solid 3, I think the thing that you would really like about it is, A, the range of choice that you have in that game. They... I, it's not a sandbox game exactly, but there are a lot of ways that you can approach heard, a given situation. I've heard like a lot of like stories and stuff. I watch I watch speed runs occasionally. And there's a they do a wonderful job of taking advantage of the medium of video games Love in that. clever ways. Ludo narrative, baby. There's some there are some very famous moments that I would love to get your take on in Metal Gear uh, Solid Three. Oh, twenty twenty four. Hang in there. Yeah, it's not coming to Switch, is it? No. no, no, that would be that's a that would be that's bonkers. a PS5 and that would Xbox not be no. Series XS. No, no, no. And PC, probably PC. Joint, yeah. yeah. Maybe or... the new Nintendo console. Hey, Nintendo hey. Switch Two. That one that is definitely in development, probably. Yep, for yeah. sure. Uh, <laughs> it's been so. Those are like the two big Nintendo stories this week, which is kind of weird and surprising given that there's a giant video game event going on this week where you'd think there would be you know a bunch of news or something uh gamescom gamescom is happening in germany right now that's where like a lot of our regular panel that's where seth is we're a bunch of german right (laughs) yeah and we did in the last episode (laughs) is that what we're at the beginning of the episode um, does he actually? I thought he did. No, he doesn't. He doesn't? Okay. He lived in Germany. For a, he lived in Germany. Wait, does he actually speak German? Am I, I being mean to say He served in the military. He did. I don't I don't remember Seth. Look, I don't speak Japanese, but I can say some Japanese phrases. So maybe that's what he is with German. Maybe, yeah. Because he lived there. I, I can't remember if he actually knew German or if he was just making fun of Pear. <laughs> maybe both. He might have been making fun of Pear. You can Why never tell. Both? Anyway, uh, Gamescom is happening and... I, I wanted to briefly talk about Nintendo's presence there or lack thereof. Mm. So I, you, you covered opening night live. I assume Brendan and Travis, you, you watched it or are familiar with what happened at opening mm-hmm. night live. Uh, what do we have from Nintendo? Little Nightmares 3, I think, was like the biggest Nintendo People are excited about Little Nightmares 3. Yeah. A lot of my... I was getting like... I was, my phone, all my various Discord chats were blowing up for Little it's Nightmares because 3. because it's co-op. Oh. Yeah, and it's like a, it has, a cool has a new developer game. though, but I'm hoping that they can pull it off. New, yeah. new develop. Who's the new developer? Uh, uh, Supermassive. They did uh, Until Dawn. Okay, mm-hmm. interesting. And the, the dark anthology stuff, but uh, Tarzir, I think, was used to. They did one and two, but then the developer kind of like stopped with uh, the series, and then Bandai's like, okay, get another developer on this, and so this is um, Supermassive doing a 2D. Or not 2D, but side-scrolling yeah. adventure puzzle game. So it looks like it has that vibe. So yeah. I'm excited because I like the first two games first a lot. Two are awesome. It looks creepy. It looks interesting. It looks 
you know, it reminds me of it very, takes two. <laughs> oh yeah, oh, all those like yeah. really creepy giant people trying to kill little you. Little doll people. So they call it it takes you. So far, <laughs> understood the assignment. I hope. Yeah, that does look quite good. And people really like the the characters. Yeah, excited. Yeah, they're cool. Yeah, design. Yeah, a lot, lot of hype around this one. Uh, Dark forces. I Heck guess. Yeah. Coming oh, yeah. to switch. Okay. Okay. Say say more. Heck yeah. So here's the interesting thing. Uh, Dark Forces got a really extensive fan remaster into 4K a little while ago. I, I played it. Um, I have it on my PC. Looks great. Looks amazing. Yeah. Let me tell you, Dark Forces, which came out in the mid-90s, the first Star Wars FPS, mm-hmm. uh, it was made in Lucas LucasArts' own engine. It was not made in the id software engine, the Doom engine from that time. It was basically a contemporary of Doom, but it was more advanced in many respects. It had much more of a story. Mm-hmm. It had cool LucasArts cutscenes and that kind of thing. It started our hero Kyle Katarn as he stole the Death Star plans and then wow. discovered an evil initiative within the Empire. The uh, Dark Troopers... If you like The Mandalorian and you wonder where those dark troopers came from, they came from the video game Dark Forces. Oh. And let me tell you, I was replaying Dark Forces a bit um, when the 4K remaster came out, and that game whips. It is. <laughs> it holds awesome. up magnificently. The, um, the, the style, the gameplay style, um, the graphics, all first in class. It's so much fun to play. The sound design is outstanding yeah and it just has that classic star wars feel that i feel like has gotten lost in a lot of the more modern disney stuff this feels like a star wars video game so when it comes out in nintendo switch assuming that's good which we'll see night dive has generally been actually pretty solid recently especially with the system shock uh absolutely I'm really happy that it's available on modern platforms, and hopefully it gets uh, more love on the Nintendo Switch than Metal Gear Solid does. Yeah, Brendan, you said it has really good level design. You a fan? Yeah, I I played it a lot when I was growing up, and I played the 4K one this year too uh, when it came out to go back and revisit it. And yet, it still incredibly holds up. Like uh, I remember one of the most like iconic things to me is like one of the levels where you go investigate where like a dark trooper attack happened. Yes. And it's like this crumbling cityscape yes. that's crawling with stormtroopers and like you find those like those like burnt dead bodies are like oh they just like copy and pasted uh and peru and uncle owen mm-hmm. all over the place oh gosh which just looks like it like gives you like, this like really terrifying vibe of like what have i stumbled into and the way they use um the uh what was it uh, the death star uh trash compactor monsters are in this game yeah i hate those and they scenes, terrified though. the living hell out of me as a kid <laughs> so I, I would love not being, go in the swamps i love being in the trash compactor wow it's like the sewer levels um i would love for somebody to do a full-blown remake of jedi knight which yes. was one of the best Please. uh first person shooters Bring of the 90s Kalkatarn's but has been story. sort of lost to history a little bit the mm-hmm. og jedi knight ruled yeah everybody remembers uh how in an uncharted you're in that scene you're in the tilting plane or whatever it was that has the boxes flying everywhere they did that in jedi knight first (laughs) in 1997 Mm -hmm. i just want to point that out so that's how good jedi knight was and they had really awesome fmv cutscenes. yeah and they ruled (laughs) because it was 1997 (laughs) 
the uh, also yeah the Kyle Katan arc is he's probably the most overpowered character in Star Wars and I'm glad he's not canon anymore but <laughs> super cool at, at the time as a kid you know reading comic books point, make him canon do it That's make him was... canon yeah sure I mean they could make him canon but he wouldn't have the same story because we have Rogue One and all the other he he overlaps a little too much with oh, yeah. I don't Just like digitally add him like in the background in of Rogue the One. background of Rogue One <laughs> I never like show up in Andor he could show up in Andor season two he'd be perfect oh heck oh, here yes. we go jan ors yeah. yeah this was around the time that God. uh first person i mean it was the late 90s multimedia thing command yeah. and conquer is very popular yeah and lucas's arts is like let's get on in on this we'll make rebel assault 2 we'll make jedi knight we gotta have some uh we gotta have some full motion video and I have to say that if they ever remade Jedi Knight, they absolutely would have to keep the FMV. FMV yeah. 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 This is very, I, I have no idea what this game is. This is very atmospheric. We're yeah. watching like some footage from it right it's now. Terrific. And it's yeah, it's game. incredible because the game vibes. starts as an FPS and then you get a lightsaber and suddenly you're in like, kind of like over the shoulder mode. Yes. And just like, whoa, it, this changes the entire scope of the game. Oh, yeah. So much fun. And you want to talk about good level design. There's this whole sequence that I absolutely love where you start out in a city and you can see a tower in the distance and you yeah. work your way to the tower. You climb all the way up to the tower. You battle a dark Jedi at the top of that tower and it's a great fight, so much fun. And then you get up onto the roof and you're working your cross way across and the sense of continuity yeah. is so strong and so ahead of its time. It's the thing people praise Dark Souls, the original one, for. Yes. Yeah. It's excellent. Mm -hmm. So, like, you look at this here and you're like, oh, what's, what's this all about? Is this actually good? No, it's good. Remake it's good it. <laughs> I'll that away. Uh, other stuff from Gamescom, uh, Turok 3? Yeah, Turok 3. It's oh, happening. Switch? Also by Night Dive. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. Any any Turok fans in here? I played all of them. Those are weird games. <laughs> I my They're only dinosaurs. Yeah. My only Turok experience is when I was like a child, like 10, 11 years old. Uh, I had a GameCube and for my birthday I just generically and innocently asked my parents for GameCube games and they brought me a copy of Resident Evil 0. Because on the back of the box, they saw there was a character named Rebecca. <laughs> and, oh my god, that's so perfect. And Turok, uh, Dark Legacy? Something Legacy? Is that a game? A GameCube yeah. game. Yeah, the GameCube Turok. Because the person at the video game store recommended it. I mean, it's pretty good. I There's was no Rebecca terrified. in the game, but still, you might be it's around. scary. I tried both of them. I was so scared, and I never played it again. Oh, I love this so idea that they went to the the GameStop clerk and said, hello, our young daughter is very wholesome. Exactly. Really wants to play GameCube games. Can you recommend, have you heard of a little game called Turok? <laughs> Meanwhile, my Dark collection Legacy. at home is like Mario so Sunshine. Funny. What are her other Waker, favorite games? Uh, Animal Crossing. Tales of Symphonia. Yeah. She likes yeah. Animal Crossing. Great. Turok. Yes. Yeah. I would recommend. Like, what's her name? Rebecca? Oh, you're not going to believe this. <laughs> <laughs> you want Sunny? Let me tell you about a game called Dark Legacy. <laughs> Absolute agony. Maybe it was a prank. Maybe that guy's yeah. just super cool. <laughs> Maybe he is just... I don't understand how the front of the box didn't tip them off. I was not a dinosaur. I mean, I think di so, dinosaurs are very cool now. But game rated M? Yes, both of them are. Oh, my God. Yeah. I was like, he should have... Or at minimum, Resident Jurassic Evil Zero Park? is like TV or something. <laughs> oh, that's Jeez. so funny. Yeah, just... Legend. Real... Real parent behavior there. Shout out to the GameStop employee. <laughs> Wherever you are. Yeah. Doing good work, sir. Just doing something. This year I decided I actually wanted to like follow hockey 
a little bit more than just the most casual of casuals. So I subscribed to a service that streams all of the NHL to your television, uh, the Boston Bruins home opener. I went to watch it and boom, blackout restrictions apply, which I thought was kind of ridiculous because I'm still 200 miles away from Boston, but whatever. Had I had NordVPN, that wouldn't have been a problem. I would have just gone in, changed my settings to another geographic area, and boom, I could have been watching all the Boston Bruins home games like it was nothing at all. So now I have NordVPN, and I could watch the home games of my local teams streaming without being frustrated. It's the same thing with, like, Netflix. It has all these complicated licensing rules, which from one country to another don't really make sense. So something you could watch on South Korean Netflix, you won't be able to watch on the United States Netflix unless NordVPN, boom, switch to South Korea, and you're watching whatever Korean drama that you want I highly recommend you do that. I haven't done it myself, but people seem to enjoy them. And who am I to try to bring down people's enjoyment? Uh, NordVPN, more than just entertainment and sports availability, it's going to protect you, especially when you're traveling, when you're using public Wi-Fi. People are trying to get in there. They're creeping on you. Bad actors, people trying to steal your password, your bank account details. Who knows what the government's doing these days? I can't keep track. They're all over the damn place. NordVPN... It's going to protect you. It's going to protect up to six devices because I know you have at least that many devices in front of you right now that can hook up to the internet. Boom. Fastest VPN in the world. You're not going to get any buffering. You're not going to get any lagging. Uh, it's going to stop your ISP from bandwidth throttling, which they do. That's kind of sneaky, especially how much you're paying those guys. There's threat protection to protect you from viruses and malicious malware and whatever else. Uh, um unsavory actors are out there. If you want to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com slash NintendoVC. That's nordvpn.com slash NintendoVC. Victor Charlie. Uh, that link is also going to give you four extra months on the two-year plan. There is no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. That's nice of them, and I appreciate that. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Uh, and then we, we were going, Kat, you and I were going through a list of, of ONL games that were coming to switch and Mortal Kombat one was like yes. the, the other thing that came up. Surprise, surprise. That's not the one that they're showcasing because, yeah, no. uh, I, I forget who the studio is. They outsourced it as you would expect. I forget the, who the studio is that's doing the switch version. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm sure it'll be, it sounds like it's going to be roughly in parity with the yeah. version coming out of PS5. Obviously, it's going to have some major yeah. uh, graphical uh, compromises. Mm -hmm. um, the cool thing about decent port. First of all, Mortal Kombat One looks great. Actually. Yeah, it does. Yeah, I, I'm not a Mortal Kombat person. Whoa, I don't like Mortal Kombat because uh, as much as I like Kung Fu, the fatalities actually really put me off they do yeah like from a little personally much. i find them disgusting it was 
it was great in like older Mortal Kombat's when everything yeah. was like sort of cartoony, very cartoony and, and removed, cute. and you know someone's heads flying off, and there's like you know very. It's like blood spraying Pixels, everywhere, but yeah. it's pixely. It's, yeah. it's 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 yeah. You can distance yourself from it. It's silly. I this is not as silly. Really, Mortal Kombat to me. one has kind of restored my respect for the series. Ed Boon, of course, legend. Yeah. Um, I love the the cutscenes. Yeah, I think they're terrific. I actually really like the updated aesthetic, which is due to Liu Kang apparently becoming a god and resetting the universe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Liu Kang is a lot brighter and more colorful and more cheerful, and that is reflected in his world. He's like, I'm trying to make a good world, but he accidentally... As, as, usual, as one does, yeah. As usual, things aren't super great. And uh, the, the combat to, with a K... Look, okay. so look how colorful this the is. The Mortal nice. Kombat. Yeah. Uh, the, the combat with a K is actually looks quite deep, especially with the, the cameos and everything. Yeah. Um, I think the main thing is get the frame rate right and have the full on story because I love that this is a full blown cutscene driven story mode. That's cool. Yes. You don't get that very often in fighting games. And I'm curious about the invasion mode that they showed during uh, Gamescom. Go check out our preview of that, it, which is described as a Mortal Kombat RPG. And I'm like, okay, I'm listening. I'm listening. So yeah, yeah Mortal Kombat 1 is probably the most interested I've been in Mortal Kombat since like Mortal Kombat 3. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. It's been a long time since I've cared about Mortal Kombat. Wow. Yeah. yeah, I think they every time they reboot the the main story and they go back to the original tournament, I think mm -hmm. those are like the best ones. Like uh, Mortal Kombat 9 was like that, where they redid it, and now they're sort of doing it again. Because I'm always surprised that they can keep the story going, because it's kind of a simple... Kind of, but it's not simple. It's like it the is lore is deceptively so simple. It, yeah, <laughs> there's a whole podcast dedicated just to Mortal Kombat lore, and it's hours, hours, hours. I mean, the lore is is absolutely insane, but essentially, it's it's a tournament. It's arc. a tournament. Where You're right. It's like a yeah. tournament arc. And then it's like, like the you know, thing ever. But it, I, I think Mortal Kombat sort of loses people when it gets beyond the tournament arcs because then it becomes about like you know going to different realms and there was a little bit of that in Mortal Kombat 10 where yeah. you know they were doing alternate storylines and people's kids were in it and I was watching a friend play it and she was like explaining all yeah. these people to me and I was it, it was it, it was it was like going down a Wikipedia rabbit it's hole It's so involved but everybody understands the premise of Oh no I hate this one Oh, oh. man that's the worst oh. one right there If you why I can't play it so Yeah no I was not watching on videos we just saw a very unfortunate uh, uh, execution. I, yeah, um, it's, it's it's still too much for me. She's about to kill someone with her weave. No, That's thank you. Um, I will say it's funny that like I really love what they do with the story in the last couple of games. Yes, so they focus on these stories, but it will never not be funny when it's like you, they make you fight to advance a story. So it's like. You have these crazy fatalities and just rub out someone's spine and go, all right, let's, let's talk for a minute. Okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then just go back to like talking like the camera. Like, Dude. I just, I, I obliterated yeah, my you. Spine, I, my I spine you is disconnected. Skull. You saw that. You saw the x-ray. <laughs> you know what uh -huh. I mean? Like, you know, I let's should be, be friends How many times have okay? they had their spine ripped out? I ask I mean, you. A lot. Yeah. I, a lot. I grew up in the 90s, and it was right in the midst of the Mortal Kombat violence controversy, yep. which started congressional I investigations, sure and yeah. I think led directly to the ESRB as we are today. And I was firmly a Street Fighter kid. <laughs> I liked the, the anime and Chun-Li yeah. and, and Ken and all, and... 
to me, Mortal Kombat 2 was kind of like the one where the, the dirtbag 90s kids were playing who would be like, look. That was me. I was in the dirt. Look how they ripped the spine out. Whoa, it's hardcore. Look at all that cartoon blood. Wow. And I'm like, but I, I like the Street Fighter, which is much more technically sophisticated than Mortal Kombat. And now I... I think there is room for both to live in the hearts of fighting games. I agree. It's no longer a competition like when it was back in the day. Yeah, it was hardcore because the audience was so small. I remember I was like four years old when that game came out and some of my older brothers were like playing it, you know, secretly. And they were like, you don't want no part of this. You know what I mean? (laughs) I was like, no, no, let me in there. And I got in there and I was like, this is sick. Like, I didn't know games were allowed to do this. This This was the GTA of the 90s. It really was. Yeah, Yeah, it was. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, but that's like, that's kind of it for Gamescom. I mean, there's, there's sort of, there, I'm sure there's, there's more things on the show floor that, um, our folks who are out there have been seeing this week and I, you know, we've got our whole show going on and, and I'm sure there's more games for Switch, uh, sort of being shown throughout the week. It's much but, more Xbox focused show. It's, I want to say. Very, yeah. It's opening night live itself was not Nintendo heavy and, no. um, I mean, their, their big fall game is Mario Wonder. Say, arguably, the biggest news of the show is Larian announcing that it has struck a deal, that was basically crazy. with Xbox to yeah. get Baldur's Gate three out because it's done. Yeah, it's ready to go. Yeah. It's just the split screen. Huge thing miss on Xbox split screen thing to ever let it let the, let it get this far, where it was yeah. launching on all the other places, but not on their. I was ma- making them look real silly. Yeah, I'm sure that our friends on Podcast Unlocked have plenty of thoughts. <laughs> I'm sure they do. Yeah. This is a Nintendo podcast. podcast. That's right. Uh, and I actually want to move on and chat a little bit about what all we've been playing, Nintendo or not. Um, I'm actually going to start because my thing is very short, but I wanted to tell you all. Well, first I wanted to say I've been playing Sea of Stars, hmm. which is all I can say about that. I have been playing it, but the reason why I mention it is because on next week's show we're going to have one of the developers from sabotage uh here on the show to talk about sea of stars so if you are stoked about sea of stars and want to hear uh a a few of us i think it's it's me you cat and jada uh come in here and talk about our experiences with sea of stars and talk to one of the devs uh tune in next week for sea of stars uh but the other story i wanted to tell uh is i got married this weekend (laughs) yay Yeah. Congratulations. Congrats. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, and my, my, well, my husband, but my partner uh, and I <laughs> uh, were, uh, we, we can't dance. We, we're not good at dancing. And so we made a valiant attempt at, instead of having a first dance, having a first Pokemon battle. And we did it in Sword <gasps> and Shield because he didn't play Scarlet and Violet, but he did play Sword and Shield. And so I wanted to give him like a fighting chance with his team. And we spent, we both spent, like weeks working on teams like like we we ev trained them we like crafted them we were doing like themed teams about around like our relationships i respect the energy of this i had yeah i had like pokemon referencing like dates we'd been on and inside jokes we both we uh, we found out after the fact we had both made because we we have two cats uh we we'd both put our two cats on our teams which cats uh Luca and Robo. Are no, I cats. mean, oh, I see. Cat Pokemon. Uh, I had Glaceon and Umbreon, and Love he it. had uh, Purloin and uh, the new the Meowth that's in Sword and Shield, the Galarian Meowth, mm-hmm. or, or 
yeah the glarian persian yeah whatever it, that thing is i don't i don't remember but anyway we we put so much work into this and we were so excited to do this and like i tested it at home and everything and everything worked we got to the venue and set it up and we could not connect to battle oh. no we tried both local and online because there was like a, a perfectly good wi-fi network that multiple people were connected to for other things because we were like using it to play music and do other stuff so like Every single thing should have been working. We even like it even got as far as like we were we were connected, we were friends, and I could see him pop up and it was like Imran's looking for people to battle. And I tried to but I was just completely unable to connect with him. My switch just would not find him. We tried both local and online. We had seriously like 30 games adjacent and games media people in the room with us all trying to troubleshoot this problem, <laughs> and we could not get it to work. No. So this is just me saying to the world to the universe to pokemon and nintendo good lord please fix your multiplayer play for the next pokemon game because it's wild it's it's tearing families apart at this point (laughs) it's really awkward that's i just think wedding venues hate gamers i when i got married i tried to have this thing where you know people sit down at the beginning they're playing music i tried to like put up like like you know fairy fountain music from like the zelda games like the Lon Lon Ranch, and can I set the mood? It never worked out. I'm just like, Aww. this is the one thing I wanted. Just this, you know, this classy, yeah. you know, cute music from games didn't work no, out. No, I mean, it can't. We, I thought the music, he walked into a, a piano rendition of the Final Fantasy VII main theme, and I walked into Kaine Salvation. <laughs> I thought that worked out for you. Don't laugh at that. Why are you laughing at that? It's, <laughs> That's not funny. It's great. It's nice. It's romantic. It is moment. nice. It's very romantic. We kissed, and, and the Pollyanna from Earthbound played. It's great. Oh, yeah. It was it's nice. Great. But Pokemon didn't work. So we our backup plan was we did... Well, so, okay, I just want to say, if we had done Pokemon, I totally would have won. Of course. I would have. Agreed. Yeah. Like, everybody... Everybody knows know I would have won Pokemon. Sorry, Imran. As a backup, <laughs> we did Smash Brothers, which I am. He is already much better than me, and I have not played Smash Brothers in like a year. So uh, he did beat me at Smash. He played, but it was close. It was close. I did. I did have him on the ropes there for a second. If I had just made it, I was. She had military. such a comeback. Yeah, she got him out, and then she did the uh, the, the the thing with the reticle. Where yeah, the, like, the, where you collect the parts of the ship. Yeah. We did do items on because we're both chaos people. And she got them. Yes, good. Yeah, I everybody did. was like, items oh. Right yeah, it was I, very close. I also got a smash ball twice, but I failed to build a house on him. But I was oh. villager. I failed to build the house. I would have ruled. Yeah, I missed. So he was, he was very. Did you do the ceremonial tossing of the wave bird behind you after the no. match so that you're right to Imran catch was it? Sephiroth because he's a power gamer. He is a power oh, wow. gamer. <laughs> I was playing as villager Scummy because move. she's wholesome. Yeah. Oh. The underdog. Winner gets to choose the honeymoon location. At one point, everybody was chanting "Reb, Reb, Reb." That's right. In Smash Bros. Well, because they're rooting for the underdog. Yeah, I knew yeah. I was not. We were all rooting Smash. for you. I, I really did think for a split second. I was like, "Oh, I might actually get him." Wouldn't that be a fun wedding <laughs> upset? Yeah. No, that didn't happen. Dang. Um, but yeah, uh, rest in peace to our Pokemon battle that did not happen because Nintendo's multiplayer is not good. Ooh. Um, cat. Hi. What have you been playing lately? Or doing, really? Not Nintendo Switch, actually. Oh. Uh, I could theoretically be playing some games on Switch. I've been playing my Steam Deck a lot. Yeah? A ton. Yeah. Um, so it comes in waves. Like, my Steam Deck will do... I will never touch my Steam Deck for ages. Yeah. But then I was in New York recently, and I brought my Steam Deck with me, and I 
put Baldur's Gate 3 on it. And this was mostly because I felt obligated to play some Baldur's Gate 3 for my other podcast. And to my great surprise, it's not amazing on Steam Deck, but it's perfectly playable and workable. And I was like, this is fine. And so actually I've played the bulk of Baldur's, my Baldur's Gate 3 time on the Steam Deck and had nice. a good time with it. It's a great portable game, yeah. I have to say. Um, I'm in Act 2 oh. at the moment. I am fully obsessed with it. It's so good. It's all I want to play, really, which is amazing because I'm literally at the end of Tears of the Kingdom and I still haven't finished it. <laughs> it's still there. I'm like, I'm going to finish this game, I swear. But Baldur's Gate 3 is what I'm all about. I also um, got Armored Core 6, on my uh, Steam Deck, and I started playing that one. I got through the opening mission, which I had already played as part of another event, Mm -hmm. and uh, one of the early bosses, basically the tutorial section, and it's great. It runs extremely well on my Steam Deck, looks fantastic. The only thing that I would say is not super amazing is the text, Mm, but... It's it's pretty small. small. But um, all things considered, yeah, a lot of Steam Deck time at this moment probably i'll return to my switch soon enough like when mario comes out um by and large like i like getting i like getting indies and such onto my switch if possible like steam deck sorry sea of stars is a game that i would like to play on my switch if possible things like that um uh space for the unbound yeah yeah i have that on my steam deck i wish i had on my switch Mm. um but mostly because the steam deck for me is very heavy i've also been playing my analog pocket a bunch recently i got handhelds that aren't the switch i got it's handhelds that are not the switch is my is my theme this week i got uh, donkey kong 94 um which is a lot of people say that's like one of the absolute best game boy games it is period like super underrated it's super underrated it starts off as a fairly traditional donkey kong game and then it suddenly starts going off in weird directions you're not the first person who has like like praised donkey kong 94 to me recently it's so uh, this was actually one of the first games i ever became obsessed with i was like in grade school when that game came out and i played it until i got everything it's so addictive such a good game yeah and it looks great on the analog pocket and also um it's also on the switch actually oh yeah yeah you can play it through one of their virtual things i think it's in the original game boy black and white version so it's it wouldn't be the version being showed here it's like actual black and white but it's perfectly good it works here's the thing the analog pocket in my view is the best way short of playing the it on a classic CRT, like the yeah. way it was meant to be. It's the best way to play like an NES or Super NES game. Yeah. Because I got an FPGA course on there. Um, nice. And I've been playing a lot of uh, SNES games and NES games in the name of game preservation. Okay. On my analog pocket. And Super Mario World, R-Type 3, Third Lightning. I played Mother 3 uh, entirely on the analog pocket. The OG Castlevania they look so good yeah. and i like that the screen ratio works a lot better for me than the uh the nintendo switch i've i've i own so many copies of these games i own the original copies of them on actual platforms i own them on switch i've owned them on like every platform the analog pocket is where i like to play them and what's cool is that you can also get randomizers on there Ooh. as well um you can get the Legend of Zelda: Link to the Past slash Super Metroid and a randomizer onto your that thing analog is pocket. Such a fun so good. 
So and Pokemon Crystal, we were playing Pokemon Crystal yeah. as part of the, uh, the 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 charity stream recently, and I was playing that on my analog pocket, and you can stream directly into oh, yeah, that rules a PC, so good. Anyway, I I love my analog pocket with all of my nice. tiny heart. Yeah, I just got the dock for it to play with. Uh, Excellent. On the TV. I'm waiting for the PC Engine extender. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, because I I want to get it's a lot of great shmups. There are, yeah. Yeah. I was playing the uh, Pokemon pinball game for some reason. Oh, it's you so ever good. just get something in your head where you're like, I just got to go back. I want to play the Pokemon yeah. TCG, which yeah. I believe I have that. I have it. I yeah. Is it on Switch Online now? I don't know, but I have the original. It's game coming soon. Game. That's yeah, I think honestly, I... game's super underrated. Yeah, really. I want to circle back, Kat, because you had mentioned playing Baldur's Gate, uh, and Brendan, I believe you were also playing Baldur's Gate 3 in a very oh. unique and specific way that I am also playing it in, but I want to hear about your experience. Yeah, uh, since I've been doing a lot of uh, redacted work on guides, Baldur's Gate 3 is kind of like my, like, I don't have a lot of time for it, so what I'm doing with my friends is they coerced me, like, what if we just play once a week co-op? I'm like, okay, but I'm not going to play outside of co-op. It's just it's like a D&D session. It's Exactly. It's my only experience. I think they played a little bit of single player, so they might know more things than I do at some points. But I'm I'm taking it to heart by being the wild card yeah. and just making trouble. So I picked a little dragon boy. <laughs> um, and the, one of the very first things I did in a crypt we went to is we were getting overwhelmed. And I'm like, all right, that's it. Uh, they're kind of near this oil barrel. Hey, I'm a dragon guy. I'm going to just breathe fire on it. <laughs> died <laughs> amazing exploded myself but i killed most of them so they had to resurrect me and then uh later we came across a uh, a dying squid face thing mm -hmm. it was trying to mind control me mm -hmm. and they were like hey um i think it wants to kiss you you should you should totally smooch it i'm like all right uh oh heck so yeah i i heard that there was a there have been speed runs for um love making percent as they Jeez. as they say i think i beat that record because i did it right in like this the start of act one <laughs> where uh, i made out with the squid face what happens it if you make, make out with the mind flare it literally drains all your life and kills you and then regenerates to full and attack the rest of my friends amazing so i took a dirt nap awesome. i was like this is all you guys <laughs> so i'm making lots of trouble and i'm having a, a blast with it it's the best way to play it like i mean i i am i am also playing in co-op and playing with my partner and i'm playing as a bard and i have a really hard time playing games that offer like choices as an evil character i just i i find it very very unpleasant to do that so i don't but i wanted to play something a little bit i, I just want to be like oh a standard nice goody two shoes so my my rule for this for this session of baldur's gate 3 is that i'll, I'll play my nice character whatever but if there's a silly option mm. i have to always take the silly option so i i recently uh stumbled upon a village of fish people who were worshiping uh, a, mur a fake murder god i was able to detect that this murder god was not a real god it was somebody in disguise and so I managed to get the whole village to turn on their murder god by doing a bard performance and pretending that I actually am the real god of murder and they should listen to me and kill the intruder. And so they did that and then they asked me, uh, what are your orders, oh god of murder? And I said, maybe less blood sacrifice? And they said, okay, strangulation. Got it. <laughs> so, the, you know, silly stuff like that. I'm having a great time. What a great game. One thing I like that I wouldn't normally do, like if I was playing single player like this or other RPGs, I sometimes save scum. Like, I'll just like, oh, that didn't work out. I'll better read things. Yeah. We do things. But with a group, like, we committed, like, 
if something goes wrong, we're just going to roll with it. Yes. And things have gone wrong so many ways. Oh, yeah. We have gotten entire settlements killed. And we're just like, all right, uh, sorry, guys. Let's just let's see what happens next. Yep. And like, I, I was just like, yeah, I would have reloaded this in an instant if I was playing by myself. Like, I, I, I screwed up. It is, it's really fun to relax and treat it like a D&D session in that regard and, and, and just let yourself hand, be okay with the consequences. And knowing this game can account for that is a really, it's a breath of fresh air to go like, yeah, we screwed up, but the game will find a way to make this story still even more interesting as a result of it. Instead of going like, oh, well, now you gotta, you're like screwed and you can't really progress because you've done something bad. Yeah. Rev, what's your party, your, what's your class? I'm a bard. You're a bard? Yeah. Pure bard? Yeah. You're not multi-classing? Not at this time. I might later on. I've been experimenting a lot with multi-classing, and right now I'm running a paladin warlock. Mm -hmm. um, but for whatever reason, so the paladin part seems to have defined my character, so now I talk like a paladin. Funny. <laughs> it was very religious, and I, I don't know how to, what to make of this. <laughs> this not what exactly. god are you worshipping? Oh, I got the Oath of Ancients. Okay. So I, I guess I worship nature. Yeah. Yeah, which I'm okay with, which means That's that fine. the mushroom people really like me. Yes. But I, um, yeah, I, I don't know how I feel about playing this specific character. And if I ever replay Baldur's Gate 3, which is not out of the realm of possibility, despite it being like a 100-hour RPG, I would kind of want to role play a lot more rather than power gaming, which I am very much power gaming at nice. the moment. Yeah. I want to play the Dark Urge character at some point. That just oh, sounds yeah. like really fun. If, like I might murder people by accident, so let's see how long I can resist that. Yeah. I mean, I'm already I already feel like I've murdered a lot of people by accident just playing as a regular bard. Um True. So, you know, what's a few more? True that. <laughs> uh and then Travis, uh you played a game that I'm very interested to hear about. Is do we say is it Palea? Is that how we say it out loud? Uh, actually, Palia? I call it Palia, but Palia? the uh, game developer told me that they intentionally don't have a correct pronunciation. Well, that explains it's, why ooh, I'm confused. Potato, now I feel better about potato, it. Potato, potato. So they were like, "Yeah, we don't. You you pronounce it however you want." Uh, but yeah, it's called Palia. It is the world's first cozy MMO RPG. Uh, oh. So it's sort of like if you like uh, games like Animal Crossing or uh, Disney Dreamlight Valley, a community. Uh, building type game uh, except for its massively online multiplayer game and it is coming to switch which I, is why i thought it was a, a relevant uh, topic of conversation here it's currently in its beta so it's only on a uh, pc right now but uh, uh we actually got a scoop this morning which is they uh they gave ign uh, exclusive uh demo of the um first in-game event that's happening which is a night market called Ooh. maji market uh where you can go and eat some foods and they've got that little, if you're watching on video, there's like a little uh, groundhog thing that's running around. Uh, you get to uh, chase these groundhogs in a, a new activity called the choppa chase. <laughs> you have to run around and catch all these groundhogs and put them back in their petting zoo pen. And uh, you, you earn tickets and unlock prizes. And it's, it's a super cool and, and really unique. And it's also um, kind of uh, bizarre that they're still in the beta and they're doing limited time live events, yeah. which I think is unprecedented in live mm. service games. So that's usually something you do once you get to 1.0. But uh, the developer told told us that they are, uh, they're doing these early in the beta because they want to iron out the kinks and make sure that their uh, events when, they, when they're a 1.0. It's a 
a good um, idea. Is a little, you know. Yeah, they're testing them out. Testing them out and making sure yeah. the economy feels right and all that. And then, uh, but yeah, that, that's uh, going live next week. And uh, if you are a Switch player who likes games like Animal Crossing, this is one you should definitely keep an eye on. I previewed it, so I played like 40 hours and I did it with my fiance. My fiance is still playing. She's at like 300 hours in this game. Whoa, she wow. is obsessed. So um, it's one of those uh, games you can just sink a ton of time into. And you also make friends. The community is so nice. Like uh, it's one of those a nice online community. Yeah, it's one of those games where you're gathering resources and people will type into the chat. Hey, I found like a valuable resource. Everybody come over here and hit it once so that we can all get credit for it. And when I found out that that was happening, I was like, yo, that is unprecedented yeah, MMOs. That's like MMOs it's like I'm not gonna yeah, wait for you I'm getting this ore or whatever uh, but they all like gather around and, and help each other out and it's just very wholesome so uh this looks exceedingly pleasant it's very fun and you know you play it with friends and it's also got like uh you can see here there's some uh Actually, I think this is my preview footage. Um, oh, you can see there, that tree is regenerating its health, so it requires two people to cut it down. So huh. they do certain things that force you to um, to work together. Fishing, for example, if you fish together, you get buffs if you're fishing as a group and oh. uh, can get rare uh, fish. And then also it's got dating sim mechanics. You could, It's got romance oh. options. Uh, you can, you can uh, build up your relationships and eventually get a girlfriend or a boyfriend or whatever. And uh, uh, it's you can date robots too. I can date the robots! You can date the robot if you want. Yeah. yeah. There's actually multiple robots. Heck yeah. So yeah, it's a, it's a really, really cool game um, that I'm glad uh, we're we're covering a little bit. So if There's one thing that game developers have learned. If players want to date the robot, let them date, let the, them robot. date the robot. Exactly. Let us crazy. smooch as many things as possible, which I do hear Baldur's Gate 3 also does. That is true. You can even sw you can sw smooch a squid. Smooch a squid. Smooch a squid. Don't do yeah. it. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Not recommended. Yeah. This looks really nice. Do we know, is it eventually coming to Switch? Or it do is. No, it yeah, is. Yeah, it's already Excellent. been announced. Actually, Switch is the only other platform it's been announced for besides mm. PC. So they know their audience, Oh, right? yeah. yeah. I mean, this, this is, has big this, Switch. This is a huge smart. Switch game. So, really? Uh, Such a Switch game. I, I honestly think Switch is going to be their main platform, and they're sort of using PC to yeah. just do their testing because that's the easiest platform for testing. But, like, I fully expect this to be, like, a most people play on Switch type of game when it gets its full launch, which I don't think they've announced when it is, but I assume it'll probably be spring of next year. And, uh, yeah, it's definitely one to keep an eye on if you love community sims, Stardew Valley, dating sim, any of that stuff. And it's uh, also don't be don't be scared by the MMO part. You can ignore it if you want, but I do actually think it plays to the strengths. It feels more like a community, you yeah. know, when there's actually other people running around that are real humans. So uh, it's really cool. And nice really humans at that. Yeah, and they're nice, which is surprising to me because I was like, yo, that is. Yeah, yeah. Wild. <laughs> it's wild, but uh, it's cool. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah. It might have enticed me. I was already kind of interested, but maybe maybe I'll make an effort to squeeze in some time with that. Uh, guess what? We have time for question block today, nice. uh, which I know the Nintendo's love. Uh, from Brett Taranzo, does PlayStation Portal feel like a baby step back into handheld gaming for Sony? And should Nintendo care at all about another handheld device, even a streaming machine like the Portal, after the Steam Deck success? Mm. Kat, I really want your take on this since you, you have been discussing the wide variety of handheld gaming devices available. I love my handheld devices. Yeah. I remember many years ago, people making fun of me for being a Nintendo DS fan. <laughs> well, they're like, who's making fun of you for that? The DS is great. DS rocks. My colleagues at GamePro.com back in the day. <laughs> hey, like, GamePro.com. At the Hold time, up. it seemed like 
Nintendo, like handheld, dedicated handheld gaming was destined to go away and be completely replaced by mobile gaming. And instead, I live in the world that I want, which is Nintendo Switch and Analog Pocket and Steam Deck and all that stuff. I couldn't have been more wrong. Couldn't have been more wrong. I have literally no interest in the PlayStation Portal because I don't care about, I don't care for cloud streaming devices. Um, I think that actually the PS5's cloud streaming is better than most um i know of somebody who has a playstation 5 uh, for example that they, they stream ps5 games to their ps4 in their bedroom and have are perfectly fine with it as long as nice. they have a good internet connection and i think that is sort of similar to what they're doing is they're really tapping into the backbone market Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're not familiar with Backbone, Backbone's basically a mobile phone. You you plug your mobile phone into a game controller, mm-hmm. and then you can stream a lot of games onto it. And it's a good experience, actually, but it's not one that I particularly want, I think. So maybe maybe people will want to spend $200 on, on this thing. Um, I'm not super hyped for it. What was the second part of the question? Um <laughs> Uh, should Nintendo care at all about another handheld device, even a streaming machine like the Portal, after the Steam Deck success? Uh, well, I think that Nintendo has hit on an amazing formula with the Nintendo Switch. Maybe the perfect formula uh, in being able to dock to your television and play portably. And I, as long as they don't maybe mess up that formula by... Um, I don't know, removing backwards compatibility or removing the ability to have uh, to make it dock only or something like that. I think they should be perfectly fine. Uh, Sure seems like a lot of developers have realized the power of dedicated handhelds and are following the lead of the Switch. The Switch is the leader in this particular instance. You know what this kind of reminds me of, actually? Do you remember second screens, like the big push to second screens when Nintendo had the Nintendo DS? Yep. In the Wii U, and everybody's like, "Well, yeah, well, we'll just let you control stuff from the map using your iPad." Yeah, do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. that was I weird. That. that lasted for like a minute. Yeah, no, yeah. it's a pretty bad idea. It reminds this is what remote play, cloud gaming, remote play reminds me of a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I think it's more of like a a streaming play for them because mm. there's that. I think it's almost like a war on the xbox x cloud you can play on your mm, uh, oh yeah. your cell phone with a controller thing i think that's oh, who this is wii directed u. at wow i don't the wii u remember wow. the looking wii we're u? looking at footage Jeez. of the wii u right Jeez, now the wii u. Oh, um, love that thing i still have my wii u man i don't have to say do you? i you do too. yeah yeah mm. it's the zelda the wind waker one uh we're <laughs> well, looking at that. other things that are the game i'm supposed to be playing yeah, to play yeah. The game. yeah i mean i will say this at least the second screen with the wii u made sense in some of their like nintendo land is legit nintendo land Cool. It's Nintendo awesome. Land is one of the best games ever made. Wow, well, look at that! A better one it's for a big Switch. claim. It is yeah. very good. I mean, that okay. that that was maybe like, not, but it's in, first to my heart. It's it was quite good. it was the ultimate party game when it came out, and I think it it made the second screen make sense. Did. And then nobody followed up with that ever no. again. They just completely yeah. forgot that that existed. And I, um, I I think PlayStation is more looking at streaming. I don't know if Nintendo. Maybe they should care that there's more players in the in the market, but I think if we've learned anything about Nintendo, it's that they don't care. Nintendo, go to <laughs> yeah. Nintendo, and I think that they'll continue to do that, and this doesn't really change their strategy. But I do think maybe it makes Xbox think. What's so funny is that Xbox, 
Xbox is kind of moving away from the cloud gaming stuff themselves. Like a big part yeah. of uh, getting their Activision Blizzard deal done mm-hmm. is that they are basically compromising the cloud business, which hasn't been as big for them as they wanted it to be. Um, it's all about kind of classic mobile gaming yep. for them in uh, so so many ways. So maybe maybe PlayStation's targeting Xbox and the cloud gaming. Maybe someday cloud gaming will be a thing, but that future is definitely not materialized, certainly in the way that maybe Xbox expected at the beginning of the generation. Yep. Yeah. Well, I think that Nintendo doesn't have anything to worry about now. I do think they should probably be aware that their competitors are looking at the handheld space, especially as we start thinking about moving into the next generation. Right now, Nintendo's kind of the second screen of choice for people or the second secondary device of choice for people. Uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe PlayStation or Xbox will have some bigger ideas down the line that they should be yeah. a little wary of. I think, yeah, the, uh, you're seeing some of the weirdly other players, like the the uh, Republic of Gamers ally, or I call it Rogue ally. Republic of Rogue. Rogue sounds good to me, I could, but yeah, yeah, it's like it's Rogue ally. Um, uh, I, that like you see them, I, I would consider those much closer competitors to what this is doing, because to me, this is. Uh, exactly what you said. It's like it's the the things where you it's backbone, the backbone, right? Where you strap the controller onto the phone. That's what this kind of reminds me of, and it also has the same sort of tech. Where it's really about the display, not about any hardware in the device. Uh, and I, I mean, Switch has the fact that you're playing the Steam Deck more than you're playing the Switch right now is certainly something that Nintendo should care about. But I don't see a player like you ever ditching the Switch for. This sort of device, I just don't. No, I don't think that that's that's it's really even. Not as long market. as you can play Mario on it. Yeah. Sure seems like yeah. it's it's. I'm not sure what the market is because I maybe it's geared. Maybe it's yeah. geared for super hardcore PlayStation people fans. People who want to play God of War. People who have 200 bucks to burn yeah. on another screen. See, I thought that too. I thought it was for hardcore PlayStation players because they'll just buy anything that goes with their PlayStation. But I also think that PlayStation hardcore. People really don't like streaming games because they don't use a lot of the streaming services PlayStation has come up with in the past, like PlayStation Now game streaming. Everybody hated that, even though they probably have the best streaming service uh, currently available. But none of them are. I feel like people who go out of their way to buy a console, they do it so that they don't have to be like a streamer type gamer. You know what I mean? They don't want that level of. I don't think people want to stream. I think that crossplay is the main thing that people want, and especially as mobile devices keep getting more and more powerful, you'll just see more Genshin Impact situations yeah. in which a game is just available on everything, and you can play it on any device that you want. You're not necessarily streaming it, but it's like, well, I'm playing it on my mobile device now. Now I'm playing it on my TV. Cool, whatever. Yeah. yeah. We unfortunately have to leave that discussion hanging a little bit because that is all the time that we have uh, left. I'm so sorry for this week's NVC. Uh, before we go, I have a few favors to ask. If you're watching us on YouTube, leave us a like and a nice comment, especially one that says nice comment. I love that. Uh, if you're listening to us on a podcast app, please leave us a review. It helps us spread the good NVC word, and we'll be forever in your debt. Thank you so much, Kat, Travis, and Brendan for joining me today. And remember, NBC is the only place you can get the get thing. The thing. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. 
Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.